success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey there, and thanks for joining us today. With us today, we have our guest, Susan Leonardson. Susan is a funnel marketer and designer, but she most recently has been creating a program to help expert business owners sell their online courses without making sales calls by taking action and launching their webinars quick and imperfect. She's also the host of the podcast, Amplify Your Impact, where she talks with other business experts in the digital space and provides actionable tips to help her listeners grow their businesses. Welcome, Susan. Hey, thanks for having me back, Cami. Yeah, thanks so much for coming back. It's great to have you and just so excited to introduce you again to our listeners. And I know we're talking about funnels today, right? So yes, funnel marketer. I'm like, What's a funnel marketer? Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, Kim, do you want me to just go into it? <laughs> I, you know what? I think we shouldn't waste any time. Let's I do it. That'd be great. Okay. So, um, yeah, last time on on when I was on your show, we were talking about stories. And so what funnels are, and I'm going to take the words from someone else that is a mentor of mine. Her name is Catherine Jones, and she kind of taught me everything I know about funnel design. But she likes to say that um, funnels are a place to really like take your story and present it in a way that sells. So we talked about stories before. Funnels are really are, are just an opportunity for you to, to tell your story in an online format um, and, and make your pitch, make your sale. So what is the difference between a funnel and a website is probably the question that most people have when they start entering into this world of, of sales funnels. And so let me give you a quick explanation about what the difference even is. So if you think of a traditional website that you go to, there's usually like a navigation menu on the top or on the side um, with a lot of different links that you can click on. There's usually on the, on the page itself, a lot of different things that you can link, link, uh, click on and go to like different things. There's a lot of different links, right? Going to all different kinds of locations. What a sales funnel is, is it actually takes away all of the choices and it gives people one choice on each page. And so they can either choose to do the action that you want them to take, or they can leave. Like they basically have those two options. So when you think about, um, let's take this offline. Let's say that you want to go and make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and you need to go and buy the ingredients to do that. 
you're going to walk into a grocery store where there's going to be aisles and aisles and aisles, like tons of different choices of different ingredients. And some of them are going to be what you need, but most of them are going to be what you don't need. And so as the store owner, like you've just provided way more options to your customer than what they need. So as let's take that like back to a sales funnel. If you want to create a, a, or buy what you need for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you are put into a sales funnel for that, you would be given the choice to buy the first thing that you need. And so when you're making a PB&J, what is the first thing that you're going to need? It's going to be bread. So you're going to be offered bread. And then if you choose to buy that, your next choice is going to be like, well, you need peanut butter if you're going to make that PB&J. So now you've got your bread and your peanut butter. And if you buy that, then you're going to need the jelly, right? And then you keep going, you're being walked through, basically like a shopper's assistant, walking you through, getting you the things that you need. And then once you have those, you have the opportunity to sell them a little bit more that maybe they didn't even think that they needed. So now they have the ingredients that they need for their peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But then you have the, the option to be like, hey, do you need some napkins? to go with that PB&J. Maybe you didn't even think that you needed napkins, but you're like, you know what? I like to put a lot of jelly on my sandwich. I'm going to need some napkins. And then maybe you need like some baggies to also put that into. So you can see kind of the process is different than a traditional website. It's one option per page and you have the ability to just kind of lead them through this process, giving them the things that they need one thing at a time. And so let's take that to uh, normally what you would be selling on a funnel, not peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But a lot of people will be selling a course, for example, or um, some sort of info product, but it can be used for anything. It can be used for e-commerce. It can be used for like affiliate marketing. It can be used for like basically any type of digital marketing that you can think of. It can be used for local businesses might have a sales funnel as well, just trying to get people into their door. So in a traditional or in a, yeah, in a sales funnel sense, you might have a lead magnet. And I think you're probably all familiar with what a lead magnet is, something that we're giving away in exchange for an email. So we can gather emails and, and create an email list. And now that person has become a lead. So that might be the first step in your funnel is the lead magnet then you might have some sort of like challenge that you want to put them into, or maybe a low cost offer, maybe a book, maybe you have a book that you're trying to sell. So that would be the next option. It's like, Hey, you, you wanted this lead magnet. Maybe you also want this book that I wrote. And cause it's going to give you even more information on that thing. And then if they buy that book, then maybe you sell them into um, a webinar, you know, like to come watch a webinar. It's like, Hey, you want, you want, you, you, you wanted the lead magnet, you wanted the book, but hey, I'm doing this free training about this where you can get even more information. So like, maybe you wanna register for this webinar. So we're kind of just stringing them along in this process. We're like holding their hand through the process, through the steps that we want them to take. And if they don't wanna take that step, then they just click off and they're done. They, they might still be a part of your email list. And you know, we know the term fortune is in the follow-up. So we wanna keep following up with people and we can bring them back into our funnels that way. But basically, you're just walking them through, giving them the options that you want them to take. So that is totally different than a website. So if you think of like a store, a website, like an e-commerce store, and you go to, to someone's website and you're like, oh my gosh, there's like 30 different things I could add to my cart. 
um, and I don't even know where to start, right? It kind of creates this overwhelm. It's like, I don't even have time to look at this right now. And you kind of just click off, right? It's like, that's going to have to go on my to-do list the other day. Like it might be something that I'm looking for and needing, but I just don't have time to deal with the overwhelm of there's too many options. And so the funnel takes that overwhelm away. It's like, this is the first thing you need, take it or don't take it. And then when they take it, it's like, this is the next thing you need, take it or don't take it. Like it's simplifying the process. It's kind of like the, um, if you guys are familiar with, I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with Steve Jobs, but he always wore the black turtlenecks and um, what's his name? Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, thank you. <laughs> Slips my brain. Mark Zuckerberg. He always wears like the gray t-shirt. Um, it is because they want to like eliminate as much thinking as possible in their actions. Like what is that called? The um, decision fatigue, right? And so we want to eliminate options as much as possible for our customers. We don't want to cause decision fatigue. We want to give them an easy, as easy pos as possible, like black and white choice of like either take it or don't take it, but this is what you, what you need or what you want. Um, and this is what I'm offering you. So that is the genius of a sales funnel. Now there's a lot of different types of funnels. You can have there's just so many. You can have webinar funnels, you can have challenge funnels, you can have just simple opt-in funnels, but you can also just, it's basically just um, taking people through the process. So I've actually been showing people how they can even start creating a funnel um, using their social media. So if you just have, if you're, I mean, you're likely already on social media, if you go and trick out your profile um, or your bio section, depending on which platform you're using, if you go and, and put on a nice cover image on Facebook, um, or you have like links in your bio section, like that is the beginning of your funnel. People come in contact with you. That's like the step number one. People come into contact with you and you're sending them to somewhere. You're sending them to like one place. Ideally, you just have one action for them to go take. So that's actually a really good tip is that if you're if your uh, profile is like loaded with a bunch of different links to a bunch of different things, people are like, I don't even know what to click on to go learn more about this person. It's like, try to just limit it to one thing and one thing that you're promoting. And that's the, the first thing that, the, that you want people to go and do. So usually it's like you're promoting an opt-in for like a lead magnet. Like that's how you get them into your email list, into your world. So just try to eliminate as many decisions that people need to make, make it as easy and simple as possible when people come into your world and into your community. That's awesome. That is awesome. So I'm just thinking like some of the listeners on here today, they could be thinking like, wow, this funnel thing sounds amazing. I wonder if that would be something I could use in my business. So you build funnels, right? That's one of the things that you do in your business. So could you maybe share just a few maybe um, occupations or businesses that um, you've worked with in the past that types of businesses, not who they were, obviously, but yeah. yeah, that, that would really help the listeners think like, Oh, maybe I need a funnel and I should reach out to her. Absolutely. So I primarily work right now with people that have courses or are wanting to turn their expertise or knowledge into a course. And I'm helping with 
creating um, webinar funnels. Now, what I also do is funnel redesigns. So if you're someone that you're, you like already have maybe the beginnings of a funnel, because I think a lot of you probably already have like an opt-in page or like a lead magnet, and you're just kind of wondering like, how do I develop this further? Like now that I've got like people opting into this, like what's the next thing that I could have people do? What's the next action I could have them take? So um, I, what I do is redesigns because a lot of people don't realize that the um, design of their websites and funnels actually matters. Like if it doesn't look legit, <laughs> if it doesn't look credible and it looks like you kind of slapped it together and maybe it's a templated design, it can actually turn a lot of buyers off. Um, so I can do that, but I also, if you're just needing some advice on like, what can I do next? Like, what's the next action that maybe would make sense? Um, I actually highly, highly recommend that you follow Russell Brunson. He is the co-founder of ClickFunnels and ClickFunnels is a uh, funnel building software. And he also writes books. He provides a lot of content of info, uh, info out there about funnels and marketing and just digital sales in general, like just all of the things that you need to know about doing business online. Uh, Russell's probably written about it or done some sort of training on it. And so if you're interested in the funnel world, if you're like, oh, I'm kind of interested in seeing how I could use this to improve my business, I would highly recommend that you get his book called Dotcom Secrets. And I think in the last episode, I mentioned his book Expert Secrets, which is the sequel to that. So if you get those two books, you're pretty much set for starting to learn how this whole process works. But if you just want to reach out to me, you can also go to SusanLeonardson.com. And whether you're interested in the webinar side of things, if you're a course creator and you want to launch a webinar, or if you're interested in the funnel side of things, um, there's in my funnel, I gave you two options. <laughs> and But if you go to that site, you'll actually see it's pretty streamlined. You either can take the choice of, it's like the blue pill or the red pill from the matrix. You can go the webinar route or you can go the funnel designer route. And that's just how I filter people because I do kind of offer two services at this time. Um, so you can go to SusanLeonardson.com and you can reach out to me there. Um, you can book a call with me. I always uh, provide... Um, a 30-minute discovery call with anyone who just wants to chat with me and see uh, what might be right for them. So what might be right for you, you can get on a call with me and we can talk about it. I love it. I love it. And you weren't always a funnel builder, right? So before funnel building days, this was something that uh, you you had started this business. So I want to talk a little bit about um, as you were uh, shifting careers and uh, starting up a business. And I know you have three young children. Uh, so I want to talk, I promised our listeners, we would talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so um, let's do that now. How's that? All right. Sounds so good. Let's start with the good, because I always like to have good news first. So let's okay. start with the good. So can you think of a time like that was that a really good thing happened to you, whether it's in life or business and um, just share with that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's like so many good things to choose from. Where do I even pick? I think I'll stick to, to business um, just because that is fresh in my mind after talking about funnels for so long. Um, a really cool thing that happened in my, well, actually it was this past year. Um, I, so I started the, the version of my business I have now. I actually started it in January of 2019, January 1st of 2019. 
And so it has been just over a year of my, the business that I have now. And I had set a goal to reach a certain amount of income. Um, and I, it, I actually didn't set my goal correctly. You know how you're supposed to set the goal of like, have it done by a certain date, like be very specific about like, how much do you want to do? And when do you want to do it by? I just had the, how much I wanted to do it. And I was like, it's going to take however long it takes. Cause remember I'm raising three kids and I didn't know what my business was going to look like at this time and how it was going to all work together. And so it actually took me like 10 months to reach this goal. And at that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to double this. <laughs> I've got all this momentum going by the end of the year. So I've got two months to double what I made in the first 10 months of 2019. <laughs> and by somehow, by some power, <laughs> I was able to do that. And that felt so good. And it was just a testament to me that like, if you're just consistent and you um, are constantly showing up and whether you're, you know, I took a break during summer too, you know, like summer's so hard to work and be with your kids when they're at home. And so like, I eventually like had this, this momentum. And so when you build up this momentum, like you can just accomplish so much in, in such a short amount of time. And so that was my really, really big, good thing that happened this past year. That's awesome. Congratulations. That Thank is you. so great. And how did you celebrate that? Um, how did I celebrate that? <laughs> I, I didn't, I'm not really good at celebrating those things. Um, I went and kind of tooted my own horn in the group that I'm in. <laughs> it's like, I, guys, I did it. But also in being able to do that because it was based around revenue and earnings, um, I was able to use the money that I was earning to buy tickets to a couple of events for this year and kind of reinvesting into my personal development and my business development. And that felt good because they're expensive. <laughs> they're expensive events. And, um, but just to keep furthering that education and to keep that momentum going, I felt like it was a really important investment. So that's how I celebrated is I took some of that money and, and reinvested it into myself. Awesome. Awesome. And so now we have to talk about a little bit about the bad. So, you know, when people, especially women, when they see other successful women, they always see like their success and they see them on top of the mountain and they never see their struggle. And so I feel like the only way we can really encourage business women and entrepreneurs to really fight the fight and overcome all of the obstacles I think we need to talk sometimes a little bit about how we make it look easy, but it's not easy, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Let's, let's talk about one of the bad. So what's one of the things that was bad that you'd think like, oh, I could definitely do without that? Yeah, um, a couple things come to mind. So again, over this past year, one of my goals was in, in having my business was for myself, to give myself something to um, I just to have of my own outside of the identity of wife and mom. Um, but another reason that another big goal that I had in my business was to get my husband out of his, um, his corporate job, but it was a weird schedule and that he would work 12 hour shifts and he would have to work um, every four months he would switch from day shift to night shift. So for four months he would be day shift and then for four months he'd be night and it would alternate back and forth. And that had been going on for three years. Um, and so that was, that was really, really hard. Uh, we set goals to 
get him out of that to get him home. And that was all based around like what I was able to do and the income I was able to provide. And so I ha- we had this goal of like before September of, of last year, I'm going to be able to like, you're going to be able to either leave your job or find a new job because I'll be able to support our family and replace your income. Um, September came and went and that didn't happen. And it was heartbreaking because that was when he was switching back to night shift again. And so we had to go another four months of night shift. And at this point we were just like, we're so done with it. And um, if I'm being honest, it was really hard on our marriage. It was really hard on the kids and it was just, it was like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to like help, help our family be able to get out of this situation? Um, and this was kind of before my business picked up momentum. And so it was just really, really heartbreaking that I, at that point, like that imposter syndrome started to set in on me. I'm like, am I just not meant to have a successful business? Like, is just, am I just supposed to be the mom that is just 100% with her kids and like be okay with that. And I mean, I, I can be okay with that. I love my kids, but I, you know, there's always that earning, that yearning for more. And I was feeling like maybe I, I wasn't meant to have that and meant to, to help my family in that way. And then I needed to just embrace it. <laughs> but as we all know, that didn't really happen. <laughs> That's right. That was my next question. How did you overcome that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we I just kept pushing forward. Um, I wasn't really, I'm kind of stubborn. I've been, I mean, I've been trying to have a successful business for about a decade. And just now in this past year, it's actually been um, working. (laughs) You know, it's been, it's been fruitful. I've been having profit instead of losses. And that's really awesome. And so by just pushing through those hard times, those times when I'm just like, I just, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I am capable of being the person that I need to be to make this happen. Um, Just honestly, having a coach really, really, really helps. (laughs) I think that's what I attribute to a lot of my growth last year in my business and in myself is I hired a coach and it was amazing. It's been amazing. And I, that's my number one advice to people is like find a coach. (laughs) That's great advice. That is great advice. I know for me, that's always been a game changer in my business. Okay. So, and now we have the ugly, right? Yes. Yes. So you wonder like that story of four months of night shift, could it get any worse? Right. right? But it does. So what would you say has been the ugly? I think the ugly, the hardest part has been that in that struggle of, am I still being a good mom? Am I still being a good wife? Is this all really worth it? Um, that's kind of a daily struggle. I mean, I, I've got the babysitter here again during my interview time, during my calls, and I've, I've had to grow to accept that this is just how it is. Like, if I want to be able to do both things, I have to be okay with allowing other people to help me. Um, because I can't do it all on my own. I can't have my kids and my business all together in the same room every day, or I wouldn't be able to have these conversations with with you and with other people. Um, so I think it's just that it's always the mindset that's been the ugliest part, but also the the place where I've had the most growth. Um, it, it's just that always that internal battle of like, 
is this worth it? Is, am I still being the good person? Um, obviously, yes. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the times I think back to my, my mom, my own mom, my parents were entrepreneurs as well. They both, um, well, my, my father started several companies, but when I was a kid, I was the youngest of six. And so my mom was 42 and she had me. So I grew up with, with older parents by time I came around and from like as early as I can remember, they had a garage door business. And so that was their business. That was um, my father's creation. And my mom did various things when I was really little. She worked like for the school district, but then she also, she worked uh, with my, my father um, in his business. So as long as I can remember, both of my parents worked. And I remember walking home from kindergarten to an empty home, which you could do back then. Now today, like you're, you'll get take your kids taken away from you. That's but, right. you know, back then you could do that. And they, and, you know, that's how I grew up is that, you know, when, when I walked home, I was usually alone or for a time, my parents um, would like come pick me up and take me into work with them. Or they, for a time, they actually ran their business from our home. And so I grew up with this, this, um, this parenting style of working and parenting at the same time. And there was a lot of times when I was just hanging out in the office, trying to figure out how to keep myself busy and would, you know, pretend that I was the, the, um, the boss. And I would click away on the little calculator with the, you know, the old style calculators with the roll of paper where it would print it onto the paper and, and, and just play office. And that, and my mom jokes, it's not a joke because it actually happened, but she's, she would say, when you were a baby, I would pull out the filing cabinet drawer and lay like blankets in there. And that was where you would sleep because I had to work and, but I had you as a baby. So like just growing up with that, it's like, my mom did that. My parents raised me that way. And I think that I turned out pretty okay. <laughs> I think and so. I have this entrepreneurial spirit in me. And so just realizing that and realizing that there are other people doing this every day, it makes me okay with like, it, it makes it even better. Like my kids are seeing me do something and accomplishing something. So not only is it, um, it's not only, not only is it not detrimental to them, but it's actually empowering them to see their mom and their dad work so hard and provide for their family. I love it. That's so true. That is so true. And you know, when you think about it, uh, a lot of female entrepreneurs are working outside the home 40 or 60 hours a week, and someone else is taking care of their kids. So it, at least your kids are home, they're with you. And if you have a sitter, like you're all still under the same roof. And you know, you know, they're safe, you know, they're well cared for. And they're, you know, the, the things that like you say, they you caught all of that, right? You were raised in that environment. And then most of the time it's what's caught and not what's taught, right? So they're watching you and they know when you shut the door and they tell them they have to be quiet and that, that you're really molding them for a great future. So they would not see that if you left the house and went to work every day for someone else. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, hats off to you. That is so great. And I so appreciate you sharing and joining us again uh, and just sharing your journey because you do make it look easy. I just want you to know. <laughs> I've been watching. It's not easy. <laughs> I, I know it's not. But when you when you make it look that way, I you know, then other people think they can't do it. But you know what? They can, right? So is there yeah. any other words of wisdom or advice you have for our listeners? 
Um, I think just I'd like to leave that leave you guys with I kept talking about how like is this worth it is this is this like worth my time is it worth the I mean we we've been saying it's not easy like it's not easy but it is worth it like just from the pure aspect of personal growth this past year has been amazing I mean even with the income that, or the rev, let's say at revenue that I made, I really haven't brought home a whole lot of money because I keep reinvesting it back into my business. So while my family's finances haven't changed a whole lot, oh, by the way, my husband did get a new job and he no longer works night shift. So that's a huge win that I should throw into there. So it did work out in the end for that. Um, so not only has my family, my family's finances not changed a whole lot this whole past year, I've just the personal growth that I've been through, the people that I've met, it has all been totally worth it to me. Um, I'm not, I definitely would love to have like fancy family vacations and have like that extra income coming in, um, which is coming. This whole past year was built, was building up the momentum and now it's time to like reap the, reap the rewards, right? Um, but just the journey itself. So I guess my last advice is to enjoy the journey. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Susan. And for those of you that uh, joined us, I want to just let you know that Susan is also featured in episode one of our podcast. So she told a great, great story about telling stories and, uh, and you can learn more about her and her journey and also her great, um, advice and words of wisdom on storytelling. So thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. And thanks again, Susan. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you. 